Well, good morning, River Church. Woo, coming in hot. Uh, Penny found something she liked under the tree, I think, there, huh? Uh, if anybody else sees something you like, I guess that's what we're doing now. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Yeah, all right, Mercedes, get down. Man. Uh, Darren told me on my way up, I was walking out, and he looked over and he said, top that. And I was like, didn't know it was a competition, Darren. Thought it was just all about Jesus. But uh, no, didn't they do awesome? Man, give it up for those kids, man. That was awesome. Um, hey, if you're new here today, welcome to the family. You're here on a good day, I would say. You're here on a good day. <clears throat> we have been, as a church, uh, celebrating Advent. Um, and one cool way is having those, the kiddos come and sing, uh, sing awesome songs. Joy of the World, I, I, as we celebrate joy today, I don't think there's really something that can bring joy to your heart more than watching a bunch of kiddos stand up and sing and quote verses and just praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Um, Mercedes reminded me, we're sitting over there, that... You know, when we started the river um, almost eight years ago now, uh, we literally we were setting up in a movie theater every week. And so every week we'd pull out a trailer, we'd set up all of our equipment. We'd, we'd literally, we had a church and a trailer, right? They call it church in a box. And so we'd set all of our things up and uh, we had a little kids area where, we, you know, kids were supposed to go. Um, but our church was so young that nobody had any kids. And so for an entire year, I kid you not, for an entire year, our kids' ministry set up, Mariah's not, she remembers, for our entire year, our kids' ministry set up a kids' service for an entire year, and no kids ever showed up, right? And we said, we'd have to say, keep doing it, because one day they're going to be here, and we want to be ready, and praise God, man, they're here, and I'm glad we we're ready, amen? And so, it... It just, man, just speaking of joy brings joy to the heart to see that and see how God has blessed our church, and it's really cool. So uh, we've been celebrating Advent, and, and you may, uh, may wonder, hey, okay, what is Advent? I keep hearing, talking about Advent, I see paintings. What, what exactly is that? Well, the word Advent means the anticipation of an important person or event, and the way we like to say it is the arrival of Jesus was the arrival of the most important person and the most important event. And so during the Advent season, what the church does is, to quote my wife, we practice waiting with excitement. Because we're, we're anticipating the arrival of the king. We're remembering what it was like to anticipate the arrival of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so we do it with excitement in our hearts. And so we spend this time just taking some time to prepare our hearts and minds for what Christmas is and what it means. It's, it's an intentional four or five weeks where we as the church try to slow down our hearts, allow God to reveal himself to us, and focus our hearts on the Christmas season. And each week, um, what we have, as you can kind of see them beginning to, to stack up, is each week we have artists in our church who will paint paintings that represent what each week means. So that's the way we do it. You may have seen it. Some churches do it with candles and readings. We thought this would be kind of fun. And so that's, that's how we do it. And if you remember, um, all the way back to week one, week one was about hope. And Pastor Ryan remind us, reminded us that the world may seem dark, it may seem difficult, it may seem scary, but if the king is alive, we always have hope. Amen? If the king is alive, we always have hope. We said, then last week we said, well, why are we excited about the king being alive? Because we know good kings and bad kings, right? So what's so great about a king being alive? Well, Jesus, our king, when he comes to earth, the arrival of Jesus on earth is the arrival of peace 
on earth. And so one reason we're excited about the king being alive is because through the king, we find, number one, peace with God through the cross and the resurrection. We can experience the peace of God. Amen. And then finally, that one who is peace, who brings peace, makes you and I instruments of that peace to the world. And so the king alive means hope is alive. The king brings with him peace. And then today, our response to the realization of that hope, our response to the experience of that peace is joy. Amen? That's, that's the, the, really, that's the only correct response as we respond with joy. And so today we celebrate our response to the arrival of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, peace on earth with joy. And if you go back into the scriptures, what's pretty cool is joy is really, in, in so many ways, always been the right response to Jesus. We look back even at the birth of Jesus, and then you see the very first people who heard about the birth of Jesus respond with joy. Like, that is there's their response. They hear about the birth of this king, and they respond with joy. But what's interesting to me about the story that we're going to look at today isn't so much the response, although it's very important, but the who. Not, not just the response, but the who God chooses to reveal the arrival of Jesus to first. So I'm going to read this story, we're going to look at it, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit, all right? Um, although I have less time today. Thanks, kids. No, I'm just kidding. Just playing. <laughs> Amen, right? All right. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. I'm going to read eight to 14, starting 8 to 14. It said, In the same region, shepherds were staying out on their fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, right? Which, duh, like that's the response. Huge angel in the sky, right? Scary. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Can you imagine that scene? Jesus, the baby, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, hope, realize, peace on earth in that little manger. And what does God say? He's going to announce it to the world. And, and, and here's what he does, right? He, he brings it to people that you might not expect. Uh, I was thinking about this. Pastor Billy and Anna are here today with baby Silas. Can we give it up for that? Yes. Don't get too close to them, though. It's sixth season, all right? No touching that baby, all right? <laughs> they didn't tell me to say that. That's, just, that's me as a father of four children, right? Um, right? But I would imagine when you guys had baby Silas, who you announced his birth to first was important. I think about whenever we had our boys, our, our, each one of our kids, we would, uh, whenever we had them, who we announced their arrival to first was important, like the people that we texted or that we called, right? It was my mom and my dad, right? My brothers, my sisters, closest friends. Guess what? Gideon's here, Judah's here, Shepherd's here, Shiloh's here, right? That the announcement of who we told first was important, right? We told who? The people that we love the most. 
We told the people who matter to us most. We, we told the people that we cared about the most. Like I didn't just scroll through my phone and like, this one's good. Guess what? I had a kid, right? Didn't just text a random person, right? I had a, I had a kid. Who is this, right? No, we were intentional about who we told first. And who God announces the arrival of Jesus to first, I think is very interesting. And I also think it's intentional. I don't think he was just like, angels go out there, find somebody and tell them, right? I think he does it on purpose and for a purpose. He, he doesn't ar- announce the arrival of Jesus to kings, he doesn't announce the arrival of Jesus to priests. He doesn't find the Elon Musks of the world, right? The richest, the people who have the most power. He, he doesn't go to them. He first announces it to people who were the afterthoughts of the world. He, he first announces it to people that nobody's thinking about, nobody's caring about. It might not register to us because we're used to it being the shepherds and we have our nativity scenes and we're like, what do you do in the nativity? There's, there's Jesus, Mary, shepherds, some wise men, and an angel, right? We just know, right? We're, we're used to it, so we expect it, but, and we often romanticize shepherds, right? Because we got King David, he was a shepherd boy. We got Jesus, who's what? The good shepherd, right? And so we romanticize this idea of shepherds, but shepherds in this world and in this society are the least of these. Shepherds in this society are, they're on the edge of normal society. They're kind of like, I read a, I read a, a book one time that compared them to circus performers. What they can do is pretty cool, but you don't really want to be friends with them. You know what I'm saying? Right? A little weird, right? That's cool that you can balance that on your face, but stay away from my house, right? Like, it's kind of weird, right? right. They, they're the outcast. They're the untrustworthy. They're the weird guys who hang out with sheep all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're strange. The, the religious crowd in this day looked at shepherds as unclean people, as filthy people, as unwanted people. And as a matter of fact, religious Jewish people believe that they were outside of God's favor. Like, like God doesn't like shepherds. That's what they believe. That's what they thought. God doesn't like shepherds, which is funny because their favorite king of all times, King David, was what? A, it's funny how we forget. It's funny how we forget. Uh, an Alexandrian philosopher once said that there is more, no more disreputable occupation than that of a shepherd. Doesn't sound like a good endorsement, does it? These are the guys that basically can't get another job. And so finally, like the dad who's fed up with his kid is like, can't you just stand over there and make sure the sheep don't get away, right? This is who these guys are. They're... they're The fact that these are the guys that God chooses to tell first about Jesus reveals a lot to us about the character of who our God is. It's intentional. Like, God didn't send them to, like, King Herod and they took a wrong turn, right? You messed up again, Gabriel. Like, ugh, right? This is intentional. It reveals the heart of God. It tells you and I that Jesus is for the unlikely. Jesus is for the undesirable. Jesus is for the outcasts. Jesus is for 
all. You, you hear it in the angel's proclamation. Look back at verse 10 again. What does he say? Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Good news. What is good news? That's the gospel. What, what is the gospel that the Savior is here, that Christ came to die on a cross and be raised from the grave so that we might have life? I bring you good news. The Savior is here. That good news is going to bring you what? Great joy. The angel says, this good news that I bring to you is going to stir up great joy in your heart. Why? Because that good news, that gospel news that will bring great joy, why does it bring great joy? Because it is for all. And that's why it stirs up great joy in our hearts. One beautiful way that God demonstrates that his heart is for all people is by revealing the arrival of Jesus first to people that most people would discount. Right, like first century folks looking around, they're like, yeah, I get Jesus is for all, but like not those guys, right? Like all, that's just kind of a general term. You don't really mean all. You don't mean salvation can really be for all. God says, no, good news of great joy, that is for all. All people. Because here's the thing. This good news only brings great joy and worship if it's for all. Because the angel doesn't show up and say, hey, I have good news of great joy and it's for some people. I have good news of great joy. The shepherds and you and I can respond to the good news, this gospel news. We can respond to it with great joy because that because it means all people have access to it. All people can have it, which means I can have it. And it means you can have it. It means there's not somebody out there who lets us know if we're gonna be allowed in the club. Jesus is for all. Sorry. There we go. He's not just for the rich. He's not just for the deserving because there are none. Amen. He's not just for the ones who grew up in the right family and was in church every Sunday. He's not just for the ones that were like in temple every Saturday, not just for the pious, not just for the perfect. Like that is why the gospel news brings great joy simply because of that phrase. It's for all all can have access to it. Regardless of your failing, regardless of your weakness, regardless of your sin, Jesus' arrival on earth means you can have peace with God. And how do we respond to that? We'll we'll look at how the shepherds respond. Look at verse 15. It says, And when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened. They want to know. Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
Verse 16, they hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in a manger. And after seeing him, they reported the message that were told about the child. So they, they tell Mary and Joseph about what happened. This angel told us about this baby that's going to come and some messiahs for all, right? And verse 18 says, and all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to him. Verse 19, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. I love that part right there because that means Mary's seeing everything. This girl who had the scare of her life when an angel shows up and is like, guess what? No, you've never, you know, done it, but you're going to have a baby. And guess what? He's going to be the savior of the world. Okay, right? Like, okay, right? And here Mary sees the the fruition of this where she sees the baby born she sees shepherds coming in right like people who are saying look what god has done look what god has done look what and she's stepping back and she's just treasuring it all all up and all i can think she's holding her heart is thinking god is good and god is faithful and i didn't know i didn't know how this was going to turn out but i trusted the lord and he has been faithful to me amen so she treasured it up in her treasures all these things up in her heart And verse 20 says, and this is where we are today, church. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard. This last line is important, which was just as they had been told. And here's the thing. If the angels show up and say, hey, there's a baby in a manger, right? He's going to be Christ, the Savior, the Messiah is born. Go find him. And they go and they see that that baby's in the manger just like the angels said. Then that means everything else the angels said is true too, right? Good news of great joy for all people today in the city of Bethlehem. A Savior is born for you. They found that baby and they said, that baby was there. I know the rest is true too. Amen. And so what's their response? With great joy, they leave glorifying and praising God. Why? Because hope is alive. Why? Because peace is on earth. But most importantly, because it was for them. And it's for you too, church. And it's for me. And our only correct response is joy. Amen. Stand with me, church. We went, I wouldn't plan on sharing this, but we went last night to a little, uh, there's like a neighborhood close to ours and the whole neighborhood gets together and they all decorate their houses like in a theme for Christmas. And it's really cool and it's really neat. Every year we go and experience it. And um, it was crazy actually. We were in it and we were doing the little round. It's just a little neighborhood. It's not very big. And we look up and above the neighborhood, there's a drone Christmas show happening. It was awesome. We were just like, this is amazing, right? We asked the people, like, did y'all do this? They're like, no, it's some church over there, man. I was like, that church is awesome, right? What are we doing, River Church? Man. Man. <laughs> but what's funny is, so it, it's, it's been a hard week, right? Nothing bad going on, just a hard week, right? Lots going on. You know, everybody's under the weather. A lot of, a lot of church stuff happening. All good things, but a lot of things, right? And so we get to the deal. We're like, all right, let's go out and see Christmas you know, some Christmas lights. We go out and we're doing it and we're having a good time. It's, it's great. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It was a nice reprieve from the stress of the week. And as we're going in, uh, we turned the little corner in our car and there was like a little table set up and there was these ladies at the table and, uh, they, you know, came up to us and they're like, Hey, we've just got hot chocolate and candy canes for everybody that's coming through. 
like, you, would you guys want some? And we're like, yeah, sure, of course. And uh, they're like, you know, we just like doing this for everybody. And they, they handed Katie the hot chocolate. They can't hand the boys candy canes. And the girl, the lady just said, Merry Christmas, guys. We'll have a Merry Christmas. And for some reason, man, that hit my heart different because it was intentional what these guys were doing to try to bring joy to the world around them. And I told Katie, and I was sitting back and I was like, I needed to hear that, man. I needed somebody to look me in the eyes and say, Merry Christmas, Mike. Why? I need the joy of Christmas right now. I need the joy of Jesus is what it is. And so I, I don't know, we always say this, don't know where you are, what you're walking through. But here's what I know. Hope is alive, amen? Because hope is alive, he came to earth as peace on earth. We can have peace with God. We can know the peace of God. We can become the peace of God. And today, let us soak that up. Let us meditate on that like Mary, the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And let us respond to Jesus with joy. It's a joy that isn't dependent on your circumstances. It's not dependent on what you're walking through. It's a joy that is dependent on the hope of the world becoming peace on earth for all. And when you experience that, it changes things. So what I want you to know is that that hope, that peace, that joy is for you. So experience it today. Walk in it today. Know it today. Amen. May the response of our heart be joy. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Thank you for those kiddos and the awesome play, the song and the scripture reading. God, it was beautiful. Thank you for your son that you sent as peace on earth. Not for some, not for the worthy, not for the important, but for me, for all, for us. I pray this morning that as we worship you and and even as we walk out this place today, we would walk in joy because we know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that changes everything. May our heart's response to you this Christmas season be joy. It's in Christ's name we pray. Everybody said,